0: evening, Rod. How are you?
1: Good evening, William. And welcome, everybody, to the Ascari Cast. I'm Rod Van Blake, the author of the Ancient Illumination series. And today we have a special guest, Mr. William Hayashi, a fellow independent author, the author of the Dark Side Trilogy and the Archangel X Trilogy. How are you, sir?
0: I'm well um, for a Saturday. A little warm here in Chicago, but otherwise I'm doing well.
1: Better than the alternative in Chicago, right?
0: Well, that is true. And, you know, at least I have a roof over my head. You know, there are those who don't.
1: (laughs) That is very true. Let me see here. Um, First, I want to congratulate you again on your deal with Netflix. Thank you. And I hope that that goes well. That's what everybody's aspiring to do now, especially with uh, things being on lockdown. Um, I spoke in a previous podcast about uh, self-publishing and the hard thing about getting the job done basically, but I wanted to ask you
0: first, what inspired you to write? Um, Well, I think it was a couple things. The first was, you know, I've been a science fiction fan for, you know, over 50 years, and I've read thousands of books and uh, short stories, and in all of that reading, especially in the golden age of science fiction, there, there were no black characters in any of the stories and books, and certainly not any lead characters. You know, there might be one or two here, a janitor or something like that. So I wanted to write some science fiction that reflected, you know, the kind of world I grew up with and, and with people I grew up with. And the other thing was um, in contemporary Entertainment, well, at the time, that was about 2001. In contemporary entertainment, the only time you saw black folks in entertainment was in some sort of stereotypical stylized kind of role, like, uh, you know, gang member, musician, athlete, you know, something along those lines. And I I wanted to craft a story that had black folks who were just like me, you know, like middle-class people doing their jobs, going to school, doing whatever they have to do, but also existing in the uh, in the world of science fiction. So those were the two biggest things that made me start. And then there was a stubborn kind of issue. Um, every writing class I took, or or you know any kind of mentoring group, or you know just just writing group, the conventional wisdom was there are no more original stories to do. You know uh, they've all been done and uh you know the best you could do is shoot for maybe a variation on a theme so i said bs on that and i and i put some african americans on the moon before neil armstrong got there and that had never been done before so that those those were the three basic motivations for me actually sitting down and banging out stories on my computer
1: right yeah um i also spoke about the hardest part um is finishing most of the time uh, with people that start writing projects. I think 98% of us have ideas and I think maybe only 2% of us actually finish those ideas. So what was your key for actually finishing?
0: I I kind of tricked myself. It, part of it was discipline and the other part was, was actually kind of like a trick. I because i was working at the time you know i had stuff to do during the day and what i would do is every night at 10 p.m i would sit down in front of the computer and either write or edit and i did that every single night seven nights a week and would probably go for four or five hours so you know two three in the morning and essentially what i had done was i had turned writing into a part-time job and i think that if you do it that way and you continue instead of just giving up if you if you do anything in a part-time job you're probably going to finish you know just out of the sheer amount of time that you spend doing it so that was that was how it started but now i don't need that motivation because as i think of my stories they're usually almost fully thought out and then it's almost like a case of dictation for me you know my my fingers are listening to the story that my subconscious crafted and it just spools out that way so at in the beginning i had to be disciplined but now i think that i'm over that hump and you know i'm i'm completely self-motivated
1: that's that's great um i read a book uh by stephen king about writing and he talks about setting up his environment, and I know there's, there's there's no one size fits all, but he talks about setting up his office the way he wants it, and his family knows between this time and that time not to disturb him, and he he goes about writing every day. I wanted to ask you, what is your ideal environment for writing?
0: Well, you know, that that is funny. Whenever I do start a new book or a new project, I kind of clean up my office. I clean it up, in, and it's in my home. I clean up my office, get everything put away, tidy up you know, all those piles of crap that I have, or magazines and things like that. I file stuff that I want to file and I actually now have the discipline to throw out stuff that I need to throw out. So that part, I, I, I'm just like Stephen King. The other part is I'm, I'm fortunate or unfortunate, depending upon how you look at it, but I live alone. So I don't have to chase anybody away or, or make rules or put a sign up on the door or anything like that. I will say that back when I was living with somebody, um, she would, she would you know, late at night, well, are you coming to bed? You know, when are you going to be done playing on the computer? Mm. And, you know, it was kind of hard to convey to her that it wasn't play. It was, it was work. So um, I don't have that distraction. So, you know, in that, in that way, I'm lucky. Mm.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, getting story out there, what is it you do to ensure you're writing a compelling story?
0: Um, well, like I said, I started young in science fiction. My dad had a whole study full of sci-fi books. Golden Age, you know, Asimov, uh, Heinlein, Arthur C. Clarke, Piers Anthony, you know. And so I've read so much you know i've read so much that uh it it does two things first it keeps me from repeating somebody else's work i don't do a story that's derivative of you know something asimov did and 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 i think that helps a lot because i don't chase down you know bad alleys or whatever they say you know I, i don't chase down bad stories and then find out oh damn so and so did that before And I really shouldn't do that. So I think it helps having a good knowledge of my genre. Mm.
1: That's awesome. We'll be right back after a quick break. case you missed it you're on the Ascari cast and I have special guest with me William Hayashi author of the Dark Side Trilogy and the Archangel X Trilogy currently available on Amazon and everywhere else you can get books. Um, Previously when I was talking about publishing I talked about one of the difficulties we have is with rising above the noise with so many people able to have access to publishing nowadays and I wanted to ask you since you recently got the deal with Netflix is how were you discovered
0: I I'm not sure exactly um uh Netflix optioned the entire dark side universe which is seven full books but what 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 I subsequently found out was one of their readers you know people who goes out and look for content read Discovery, the first book of the Dark Side trilogy, and then very, very quickly read the next two books. Mm. And um, I'm not exactly sure how he found, because I found out what his name was. I'm not sure how he found Discovery, but but in the larger context of what you're asking, it's hard. You know, I see I see independence struggling with their first book you know they, they think that Facebook is the way to do it and, and really Facebook is not the way to do it social media doesn't work as well as people think it does unless you have a following based upon your work um, because essentially what you're doing with social media is you know when you go and you keep you know putting your your book or your short story or, or whatever your art your music up on on social media essentially what you're doing is you're just shouting at your own friends. And that can be pretty annoying and not very, not turn in really good um, results. I think you know it. The hardest part is if you don't have a publisher, it's very expensive. If you, for example, I looked at putting an ad in Analog and Asimov magazines, and yes. a single ad for a single issue was I think about fifteen hundred bucks back when I was looking. I, I, I knew that I could get over a big threshold by doing a full page ad in the New York Times book section um, for uh, Thanksgiving weekend, you know, the kickoff to the holiday season. Then I mm. found out at that time that was like 18,000 bucks. So it, mm. it's, it's hard without money. You know, word of mouth is good. It helps to have some know if you have a car put some in your trunk in a box and a box that's not going to get torn up and then that way if you happen to run into somebody and you it comes up in conversation which inevitably it will and they go oh that sounds interesting maybe i can get something like that well sell them a book at a discount and if people like your work they will tell other people about it but i think the, the the biggest hope that i had was that i would get good reviews on amazon And I've been very, very fortunate. Discovery has over 40 reviews right now. And only uh, two, three, maybe four people have given me less than four stars. Everything's five stars or four stars. Um, And that's good because it's almost like it's like an extended word of mouth. If you say, hey, go look me up on Amazon. They look you up and they see all of the reviews. That's a lot more compelling than me saying, hey, I wrote a good book, you know, Um, and and then also it goes back to what you asked in in the earlier part of the show. Um, I have worked out the elevator pitch for Dark Side. I did that a long time ago. I did that like in 2009. And my pitch is um, the Dark Side trilogy tells the story of what happens when the United States of America discovers that African-Americans have been secretly living on the backside of the moon since before Neil Armstrong got there. I say that, and and let me tell you what's happened in the past. Ever since I came up with that little elevator pitch, half the people who hear it almost immediately ask me, is this a true story? Now, I'm not going to cover what I think of a question like that, but the fact that I said it that way was compelling enough that it generated a little bit of interest. So Mm. word of mouth is important. I think trying to get, even if it's just your friends, trying to get some reviews up on Amazon so other people realize that your book is being read, that helps. Those are pretty good for independence. But man, if you don't have an advertising budget, like you said, it's very, very hard to get your work above the background noise because the bar to publication now is so low.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying about, it's the good thing and the bad thing about having less gatekeepers letting you in the industry because everybody can do it that's a good thing but at the same time that means everybody can do it and not everybody should Um, I I tried Analog and Isomov's advertising as well um, but I was only getting a quarter page I think and it was like $250, $300 the same thing with Locust Magazine which was $300 for the month the only caveat there was they wanted three months in advance. Yeah. So you couldn't just, you couldn't just give them $300. It had to be 900 up front and you were going to be in the magazine for the next three months. My problem was I couldn't differentiate whether the sales that I got for those three months were as of a result of my advertising or if just someone had stumbled upon my book on Amazon. And to me, since I knew I wasn't making enough to mitigate the cost of advertising it it wasn't worth it
0: yeah it's tough i I found a trick to as asimov and as an analog and the trick is you have to take a full page and you have to lay it out almost professionally because then it looks like you have a publisher and if you have a Hmm. publisher there is a little more cachet when somebody reads the ad because they'll tend to you know, respond to it better. And the thing about the New York Times, there are people, there are thousands of people who will buy anything that's advertised in the New York Times book section. Um, a little bit, I, they they figure about a quarter of those people they do it for like coffee table ego stuff. They leave that book lying around like they were reading it or they read it so other people saw when they came to their house that they were reading. So there's a whole lot of tricks, but like you said, you can't afford to try the tricks if you don't know you're going to get a good return because it's, like I said, it's expensive.
1: Correct. Uh, Now that you have the deal um, with Netflix, what are your future plans with the Dark Side Trilogy, the Archangel X Trilogy, and maybe other projects you have going
0: well i've i've got a young adult series that i 'm working on um, but but let me let 's go back to the Netflix deal Netflix purchased an option to use my work okay, okay. which means that they're they're holding it in reserve all right um, now this is a perfect time because look at how much black content or black based content is now being produced into television netflix hBO hBO just started uh, Lovecraft Country, all right. Yes. We had we had um, The Watchmen. Uh, we've got all of these different properties coming out because they're different from what's been going on. Therefore, they generate an audience with a, a freshness, a newness. So. Yeah. And Netflix is buying up a lot of things, you know, because they don't really produce their own original content. Now, I here here's how my deal is kind of set up. I got a little bit of money up front for the option. There, I have a signed contract for if they use the work, which I'm not going to lie, is an incredible amount of money. Um, I also happen to know that Regina and Raina King's production company, Royal Ties, will be producing Darkseid for Netflix if they decide to, to go move ahead. So, yes, it's a great deal and it's exciting, but I, I have to tamp down my excitement because you just never know. Somebody may may decide, nah, well, let's pass on this or the time has passed. But But it is exciting, and if it does happen... Um, It it will be probably the most significant black science fiction series that's ever been produced because it's unlike anything that's ever been produced. It's like nothing else. Nobody ever thought about putting black folks on the moon before the the NASA astronauts got there. And uh, one of the reasons why Netflix liked it was it was true. Um, hard sci-fi it actually had science it had fiction you know it was fiction um, sure. it, it and it dealt with the the nuts and bolts on how do you, how the hell do you get to the moon so that's 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 good as far as what I'm gonna do next I think here's what I'm hoping if they do produce dark side for television then I get I get thousands of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of publicity that I could never afford to pay for myself Very so true. I, I look forward to that because it's a huge leg up and it kind of puts me on the map Um, I don't have a huge, you know, I thought about this, you know, well, are you all bad or are, you know, are the great, well, okay. Obviously I wrote a story that was compelling enough that somebody said, Hey, this might make good television, but you know what? You're only as good as the last thing you did. So I still have to maintain the quality of my work because if you start turning out stuff, you know, schlocky stuff, people are going to leave you. I mean, Stephen King does well because he stays in his lane uh, most of his books are written almost from a teenage horror perspective which is very popular you know yeah. um and it's accessible to the average reader i made a mistake with my my trilogy i wrote it about the 12th grade level which is a little bit high but it's still popular and so yeah. i've got people who want that at that at that level Another thing I learned was if you're going to write popular fiction, it should be written at the fifth or sixth grade level just because it makes it more accessible and it's an easier and quicker read. So Mm. there's a there's a lot to think about when you write. It's not just sitting down and writing a story. You have to figure out how you're going to write it, um, you know, what perspective you're going to write it from. Uh, You have to pick your vocabulary carefully. Uh, There's there's a lot more to it than even they teach in school because in school they teach you from a writing perspective this is how you should write well but if you want to write well enough to be popular and make money then you have to learn how to write commercially
1: true very true i i try to tell people that's the reason you figure out why you're writing in the first place because some people it's just a hobby and if that's If it's just a hobby and you just want to get your stuff out there and whoever chooses to enjoy it will enjoy it. That's fine. But if you're writing with the idea of selling the story, uh, then it's a whole nother ballgame. A lot more stress and a lot more things that you have to deal with, especially the business side of things, which a lot of writers don't think of. They simply think they can just write the book. And once they've done that work, then it's over. It's really kind of just beginning at that point.
0: I've spoken and interviewed hundreds of writers and all in black science fiction, fantasy and horror. And when I ask them, you know, give me the split between how much of your time is taken up by the business of getting your books out there and how much is taken up by the creative part of, of actually writing, it, it almost universally boils down to an 80-20 split. 80% mm. of their time and effort is taken up in the business of writing okay getting it out there marketing editing you know uh uh, finding an artist for covers things like that (laughs) excuse me and then 20 percent is spent in actual the actual act of writing the creative part so yeah that's something that that new writers should know right away that most of their time and effort if they're going to be commercial is going to be in business I had a friend, and I did I said a bad thing, and I'll admit it, but it, 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 it's because I did know what you said. You have to decide at the beginning what you're going to do. I said, so how do you how do you craft your stories? What do you what do you do to you know to make it palatable for other people or marketable for other people?" And he said, "No, no, 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 I don't do any of that. I just write the stories that I want to read. I said, "Oh, so you're just doing a diary, huh?" And I felt bad immediately and we didn't speak for a little while, but, wow. but, but, but then he came back to me and said, okay, I understand what you're saying. Because after that, he had had some time to do the marketing part and how much it takes to market. True. I,
1: I kind of write from that perspective myself in, in the vein that I write things that I enjoy and then I feel like my job after I'm done writing is to find the people that are also enjoy what I've written. Sure. Uh, and because I don't want to write something, I'm just, I'll do, I'm gonna write what's popular now. Well, everybody's writing about vampires. Oh, let's just hop on this vampire bandwagon and start writing oh. about that because that's, that's not yeah. really
0: Yeah, vampires and zombies.
1: I'd like to thank Mr. William Hayashi for his time today. If you all are interested in his books, there will be a link to his Amazon author page in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for taking time out of your day as well for listening to this podcast. Uh, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button on Anchor, Apple, and Spotify. And if you want to hear more information, uh, such as we discussed Um, Don't be afraid to hit that support button. Thank you once again, and I will talk to you all next time.